This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Well, hello, mindful listeners. Thank you once again for spending part of your day here with us. And for most of you that listen regularly, you know that I got diagnosed with breast cancer last year. One in eight women. Can you believe that? One in eight women. We have got to do something about that. But today I'm super excited because there's a new book out. It is called Coping with Cancer, DBT Skills to Manage Your Emotions and Balance Uncertainty with Hope. I've got the author with me, Elizabeth Cohn-Stunts. She is a psychotherapist, a psychoanalyst, and, and she's in private practice in New York. She is a cancer survivor and a Zen student. We're going to get into what a Zen student is and also what DBT is. And after many years of involvement with services for people with cancer and their loved ones, she developed a program of coping skills based on dialectical behavior therapy. That's the DBT that we're going to get into. And she serves on the faculty of the Westchester Center for Psychoanalysis and Psychotherapy. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. And thank you as well for sending me a copy, digital copy of your beautiful book. Um, congratulations. Uh, thank you so much thank for you. writing it because as a cancer survivor myself, it is definitely something. I think that almost when you're going through it, the early diagnosis and also treatment options and then treatment, it's easier because you're very occupied with stuff like appointments, and there's a lot to do to get, you know, in this, this new category of your life. And then afterwards, absolutely, it is when I have been, you know, sort of felt, um, well, uncertainty, and certainly kind of a, like a loss of innocence almost. So what is your experience mm -hmm. with folks who have been diagnosed and then go through the treatment interventions and all those decision makings, and then are living as cancer survivors? Uh, what do you notice most? Um, well, I notice the pieces of fear and uncertainty of what's going to happen, what's going to be the future. Uh, for some people, when they're first diagnosed, they are completely overwhelmed, both by how much information they have to take in and make concrete decisions that are so important for them. I know all your listeners are focused on mindfulness, and this is a time when it's so important to be taking in important information. And when we're so overwhelmed emotionally, that makes it so much more difficult. So that on the emotional side, we see lots of concerns of managing one's anxiety, self-doubt, fear, uh, anger, frustration, uh, are some of the top ones. Uh, and then we uh, see a lot of concerns about people's relationships. We talked, I just said about the self-doubt, one's relationships to themselves. It's, it's so sad to me how much people doubt themselves. Am I doing this right? Should I be doing this differently? Should I be calmer, angrier, more, uh, more this, more that? Um, and then people's concerns about their relationships. Have people pulled back from me? How do I talk to people? How do I talk to my doctor? How do I talk to my loved ones? Um, and the last part that we focus on is what does this mean about my life? And how can I live meaningfully while I'm focused on 
not knowing what the outcome is going to be and uh, our innocence about that we might not live as long as we hoped or wanted, which is true for all of us, but cancer pushes it right in our face, just like the pandemic has, that that stirs up all kinds of anxieties, short-term and larger pictures of one's own life. Yeah. Well, that is definitely an accurate, I think, portrayal of for me personally, things that I have gone through, and obviously with your experience and your work, you've seen this. So let's fulfill a couple promises that I promised the listeners. Um, let's start with from the title of your book. Um, you know, I know of CBT, and I know that many of my listeners know of cognitive behavioral therapy, but your book and your program is based around um, dialectical behavior therapy, so DBT. Could you give us a deep dive into what that's all about? Absolutely. So my book is co-authored with a woman named Marsha Linehan. Marsha was actually named by Time Magazine as one of the geniuses and visionaries whose work has transformed our world. And what's amazing is almost everybody else that's in that um, edition of Time Magazine uh, are not alive. They're like Freud, Copernicus, Galileo. So why is Linehan there? She's there for developing DBT. Linehan started out, um, and DBT is based originally on cognitive behavior therapy. But she made some very important additions to cognitive behavior therapy. The first thing, and a lot of cognitive behavior therapy, I will say, has been modified since Linehan has written DBT. And some of the things that weren't originally part of cognitive behavior therapy have been integrated now because of DBT. So she, her, um, the important additions were about validating what a patient is feeling, not just you're, you're thinking incorrectly, but the understanding that there are valid reasons that a patient is feeling as they are. Let's take some of the emotions that have to do with cancer. Fear and anxiety are natural responses to cancer, and people are not crazy to be frightened and anxious or sad. That sadness makes sense if we think we can't live in the same way or being frustrated or irritated when we our health is compromised, those emotions make sense. So an important addition of DBT is the idea that the original feelings and reactions, that there's a kernel of truth in why they're there and that they're there for very good reasons. If we take the emotions of cancer, those emotions are there for a good reason, but often what happens is that and I'll get into this further later, they stay longer and they're more intense than is in our interest. And then we have to regulate them. So CBT is about regulating your thoughts. DBT adds concrete skills of how to regulate your emotions um, by regulating your thoughts. That's where it overlaps with CBT but also regulating your emotions and also regulating your actions and what you do with your body. Linehan is a Zen master um, and her skills are practical translations of the wisdom of Zen that have now been validated by neuroscience. 
what we understand from neuroscience is that our thoughts, our emotions, our bodily reactions, and then what actions we take all impact one another. It's, uh, they go round and round and they stir each other up and they keep going. So DBT adds concrete ways to manage those emotions, but it's not just with the thoughts. It's by regulating your body and um, by using your emotions. Um, the second crucial thing is that the D of DBT stands for dialectics. Um, I like to refer to dialectics as a 50 cent word. What does it really mean? Dialectics means that two things that seem to be opposite can both be true. So what am I saying? It's possible to think, feel, or act in more than just one way. So with cancer, it's very easy to oversimplify how life is and our view of ourselves. So it's easy to reduce the view as one way or the other, black or white. Either this cancer diagnosis is no big deal, I got this, or it's a total disaster. I'm totally in control of what's happening or I'm totally powerless. Um, and life with cancer is more complex than that. All life is uh, more complex than that. Because think about this. When people are diagnosed with cancer, they're rarely simply completely healthy or dying immediately. It's possible to be very unhappy about cancer and still be happy about parts of our lives. It's possible to feel very weak and still act strong. It's possible to be terrified and be hopeful at the same time. So dialectics says, Let's balance those things that seem one way or the other. And instead of it's or one way or the other, it's both and. We can be frightened and hopeful at the same time. So it adds that in to what CBT does. Does that make some sense? Sure. So it sounds like to me when, you know, obviously a diagnosis of the big C word, right, comes down and, mm -hmm. it, and people mm -hmm. feel completely out of control, that this is almost like a container to help help control and manage the multiple emotions um, that come totally. up and are and totally. that feel almost yeah um, overwhelming. Overwhelming, yes. So that they come up for understandable reasons, and they give us important messages. You know, when we're worried after a cancer diagnosis, it pushes us to do what the doctor says and to move forward and to take some action. But when that worry stays and intensifies through that reaction of what we're thinking and, and our heart rate racing, the actions we're taking, then that worry or that sadness or that anger can take over and then it can be counterproductive. So the DBT is really concrete skills, what you can do to regulate those feelings. The way that you break the book down, um, it's almost like, as the way the way that I see it, it's almost like sequential, like first dealing with the news, right? That you have cancer. Yep. So program and, and, and sort of containment for that. And then what's so important is how to make chapter two effective decisions because 
boy, oh boy, you get a lot of input from people you didn't ask when it comes to um, <laughs> hey, what you should do. I- I've noticed that not only in my professional career, um, where everybody seems to weigh in. And, and you know, I, I do want to interrupt us and, and say, and I think that you've said this um, as well, this program and, and, and this book, even though it's it's around sort of the diagnosis of, of cancer, can be applicable to um, our the pandemic that we're still in right now and the uncertainty of of this new sort of delta variant and such that we're dealing with and and so chapter three how to manage those strong emotions and then you go into what are those emotions fear anxiety stress in chapter five managing sadness and then anger and then nurturing those relationships and so the way the book is written is is very containing in and of itself so i really appreciate that Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. We have had a lot. I've spoken a lot about the pandemic. Obviously, the book was written before the pandemic, but the book is about coping with uncertainty. And um, certainly, that's what the whole world is dealing with and the emotions and the fear, and not just cancer. And it really is applicable to any illness. And I've actually had people say, look, this can be useful to anyone cancer or not. That's what has been found with DBT. The DBT skills have not yet been researched in using with cancer, but DBT has been researched in all kinds of challenging, as a protocol for all kinds of challenging situations like suicidal behavior, substance abuse, um, adolescence. It is now being taught in schools for young children to help with normal development that they're very practical, user-friendly coping skills. So let's, I'm going to ask this, and you mentioned, we've mentioned the pandemic, and certainly, you know, you are where now physically? Um, in New York. I'm based out of New York. And I'm in California, right. so we are doing this podcast together yet separate. Right. And a lot of things are going on together yet separate yeah. in our world. But sure. so... When it comes to to being a practitioner of DBT and helping people with DBT skills, is it accessible remotely? Um, can this be done? I mean, obviously, there's a program through the book. And again, for my listeners, it's called Coping with Cancer, DBT Skills to Manage Your Emotions and Balance Uncertainty with Hope. So Elizabeth, what does it look like when you work with somebody and how can my listeners have access to people that practice DBT if they feel like it might be helpful to their situation or their loved one situation? So there are um, resources online to be referred to a DBT therapist. We are in the process of developing a curriculum because people all over the country and we see the need for remote services Um, now, especially with the pandemic, of a curriculum that will be offered online to teach people um, these skills because they are skills that have to be practiced. It's not quite as simple as you read the book and then you've got it. So we have um, a website, copingwithcancerdbt.com. And if you go into that website, there's a contact page if you put your name down when the curriculum is ready to um, train both um, people with cancer and their loved ones, and we're also training professionals um, to offer this 
so that more people know how to teach the DBT skills um, around cancer, that we're developing a whole curriculum that's going to be rolled out for that. Excellent. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that you mentioned loved ones because I know that for me, it certainly was a jarring diagnosis and a hiccup in my life for sure. And having to deal with all of that, but I feel like there are people around me that care so much about me that are continuing to struggle with like this just being yet another thing. Like, Oh, I go through a pandemic. I just lost my dog of 12 years and my, and my sister got diagnosed with breast cancer. Like it's my sister's going through quite a bit and my, my father died and then basically around the same time. So I'm assuming that this book and these skills can be applicable to loved ones who, who are surviving and thriving with people that have had cancer. Totally. So when the skills were in development, we were teaching them in support groups and we had separate support groups where we taught the skills to loved ones and they found them extremely useful. And so that's the feedback that we've gotten. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I love that it says here about being able to discuss in the DBT way is interpersonal effectiveness. So how to ask for what you want and say no while maintaining self-respect and relationships with others. Interestingly enough, um, prior to the pandemic and certainly prior to my diagnosis, I was sort of a, kind of a road warrior. I was, a, I think, a Delta Diamond member for many, many years, flying all over the place, uh, hopefully doing good work, spreading the, spreading the good news and, and educating and, and such. And um, this happened, and one of the companies that I used, or I still consult for, but you know, they asked me to go on the road, and it still was in a kind of an uncertain time from the pandemic perspective, but as well, it was, you know, flying in here, doing some filming there, driving to Chicago, doing a lecture there. And it, for me, I was like, you know what? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Saying no is important. How to do that and protect a relationship is an important skill. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I had to sort of back up and, and say, listen, this is my, I'm not, you know, this is my first trip. Um, so the, the, the bottom line is I, I am going to go and lecture but you know instead of going in a day before and then doing this filming and driving down and a time where i could fly in and lecture and fly home seem manageable and also seem doable with proper sleep and me maintaining you know what i needed to maintain as far as my health is concerned the the ask was too much i i saw a lot of um days on the road i saw a lot of early mornings i saw a lot of late nights and it's just something that doesn't is not congruent with how i should or want to live my life any further. So, you know, this is a work relationship. So I had to say no, um, in a way while still explaining, um, I want to, you know, support you. And I still want to be able to be on, you know, your advisory board, but at the same time, I need to respect my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. It is hard. And one of the lovely things about DBT skills is that it gives you a framework of how to do that and respect the relationship be gentle with the other person, have an easy manner and say, wow, I really understand why you would ask that. And here's why it doesn't work for me. And I care about this relationship and want to go forward. And let's think about how we can do this in a way that works so that saying what you want and 
managing your self-respect and also paying attention to the other person. Part of the dialectic of that is thinking about their reality and your reality and saying, wow, I get it from your perspective and here's how it is from my perspective and how can we best work together Um, and take a balanced view of that. Not like, what's the matter with these people for asking me? Um, but I can also say no in a nice way. Um, well, and, you know, not that everybody is just dying to hear what happened, but to be honest with you, after I got clear with myself and was able to explain with a little bit of anxiety around it, because I do treasure the relationship and the, the historical you know, place where I've come from with these folks, they were, you know, generous and understanding, and it, it, and I think they followed my lead, right? It wasn't they. It was like because people don't know; they're not living in it, right? Um, they know that you've gone through something, but they don't know how your life has had to change or how your mindset has had to change or anything like that. And so they go on, you know, with things like, "Hey, all right, are you feeling better? Let's get back." get back to it. And I was like, well, but it it actually went really, really well. And so there's that word that you use that dialectical part where um, they still have the right to ask me to do those things, because that's what I signed up for. But something has happened. And now I've had to set new boundaries. And so we get to talk about it and still cherish and nourish the relationship. Right. Dialectics is really about balancing and balancing what you need and balancing what what the other person needs. And usually if we, usually not always, but often when we come in with a balanced perspective and we validate, well, I get why you would ask me that. And, and so that you respect what they're saying and you come in in an easy, gentle manner, but also in a way where you're truthful without being apologizing, saying, this is why I can't work for me and and this is why and that if you describe your situation in a very clear factual way and this is what happens for me physically and emotionally if I'm too compromised if there's too many risks so can we find another way of working together Um, it often often does work Um, as I said her the DBT skills that Linehan has developed have been researched in all kinds of challenging situations. And these strategies have been proven effective. That's great. Well, all right. Uh, Elizabeth Cohen-Stunts, the co-author of Coping with Cancer, DBT Skills to Manage Your Emotions and Balance Uncertainty with Hope. You can find out more about her at www.ecstunts, that's S-T-U-N-T-Z.com. And of course, the book is available wherever you purchase your books, but you might want to go out and support those local bookstores if you can. (laughs) Elizabeth, thank you for this conversation and thank you for your work. Um, And folks, mindful listeners, thank you for being here. And if you have been dealing with cancer, surviving cancer, or know anybody who has had cancer, which probably I'll see a lot of hands go up there. This is definitely something that you should look into coping with cancer, DBT skills to manage your emotions and balance uncertainty with hope. Thank you so much. And we're going to see you next time.